Hi. I was actually uh, a little torn about whether or not I was going to release this bonus episode and also when I was going to release this little bonus episode. Um, You see, in my last episode, which aired on December 28th, which was my three little takeaways from 2022, I said something along the lines of like, I will see you in the new year and you won't hear from me again until 2023. But that was before my fascinating two-week break before I was pummeled with more that I wanted to share and talk about with you and when I had like an actual plan for things in life. So I was like, wait, No, I need to share one more thing before the new year, but I also don't like to break my word. So you see, I was torn. Um, So I did end up holding off until today, January 1st. And as you can probably hear, I did end up also releasing the episode. And yes, you needed all that backstory. Um, If you're listening right now, you probably fall into one of three categories. Category number one, you listen to this and other podcasts religiously, but you fell off completely with all podcasts listening over the holidays. Now your feed is full of podcasts and you're probably not listening to this. I'm lucky if you are even hearing it because you probably just saw the title and were like, meh, next. Uh, category number two, you listen to this and other podcasts religiously. You burned through them all with the time off. You got sick of all the ones that were about how to and do this and do that and business mindset and all that jazz over the holidays. You just wanted something light and fun and real and more about life in general and more relatable. If that is you, you're in luck because that is exactly what we're going to do here. And then category number three, this is your first time ever listening to the She Built This podcast because you got sick of all the podcasts you usually listen to, or you just discovered this one and it piqued your interest and you're not really sure of what to make of it yet. Well, enjoy. Um, I fall into category number two. I listen to podcasts like it's my job, and as you'll hear in a bit, I had a lot of time on my hands recently to listen to more. So my feed has been pretty empty apart from stuff that like business mindset stuff and just things I wasn't really in the mood for during the the holidays. Now, maybe there's a fourth category, a fifth category that I'm missing, but it doesn't matter. Wherever you fall on the podcast listening spectrum, I just want to thank you for picking this episode in particular. Usually, the She Built This podcast is not like this. Usually, it's a place you'll get to hear guests and content insights and stories of entrepreneurship. But every once in a while, I pull a shenanigan like I'm doing today and share a little bit of the behind the scenes, and it does get a little personal. I strive to be honest and genuine and share the truth with you about what's going on, so buckle up. Um, That said, I want to share another truth or reality that's behind the scenes, and maybe you feel this way too. So I want to confess to you that every time I go to write a blog share an email, air a podcast, I experience what I can only describe as a wave of visibility anxiety. Do you feel this way too? Maybe you worry you're being annoying or no one wants to hear from you or what if what you're sharing isn't valuable? Who cares anyway? And you almost don't hit send. Maybe you don't hit send. Maybe you don't hit post because you let those thoughts and those doubts overtake you and stop you. This podcast episode was no exception for me. I really didn't want to be annoying. Uh, And sometimes I do listen back to my own podcast or read my own post. And I'm like, oh boy, I am annoying. But I 
sort of decided just to push through those doubts and those um, excuses and do this anyway. I've actually been sharing these um, tips or takeaways, tiny takeaways, I call them, as we counted down the new year in the She Built This community. Some of the tiny takeaways have landed and some have not. Some have sat there with no comments, like just crickets, despite me thinking it was like the most brilliant eye-opening thing ever. And at one point, I was like, oh my gosh, this is dumb and humiliating. Like, who came up with this idea? It was me. Raising my hand, it was me. And I was thinking I should probably stop. I should probably just like get rid of all the scheduled posts and just stop. So if you experience any of those feelings, as you go to put yourself out there and show up, let's take a deep breath together. First of all, we are okay, we're okay now, and we will be okay. Secondly, uh, nope, not secondly, let's keep with the first, Uh, keep going. Think of the message that you have to share as a gift or a connection point with just one single human being. Don't deprive that person of that gift that you have to offer, and also don't deprive yourself of giving it. Secondly, now it's time for secondly, don't underestimate the lurkers. Not everyone is comfortable engaging and commenting on public forums, and you may never even know how you impacted someone else or what your words meant to them. You might be sharing something with them that lets them know they are not alone, and you might not even have any idea. Sometimes you get lucky and they tell you. You know, sometimes they reach out and they say, I'm a lurker, and I loved this, and you're like, I don't even remember posting that, but sometimes they never tell you, and you just have no idea. So don't underestimate the lurkers. Third, this stuff does not happen overnight. One thing I love watching is that more influencers are getting brazenly honest about how long it really took to build their business, how long it really took to grow their community, and how consistent they had to be to show up and post each and every day. Crickets, comments, or confetti, they showed up. None of this stuff happens overnight. So keep showing up, keep being consistent, keep sharing, refining your message, and speaking from an authentic and real place. And lastly, I always believe that if what I have to say or share changes or impacts or resonates with one person, one life, it's worth it. Because I know that there are people in my life whose words have changed the entire trajectory of my existence with things they probably will never even know anyone was listening to. So focus on one heart, one life, one mind, put aside those excuses and put yourself out there. And if you need help in all of that, I do have the Marketing Momentum Lab uh, program coming up starting on January 9th It's just days away and I have room for two more people in that and I would love to see you there. So I'm not going to get into explaining all the ins and outs of it right now, but it's a program focused on visibility that will really help you to get out of your own way if you experience any of these things around any of this anxiety around visibility. And I'll include the link in the show notes so you can dive in a little bit deeper and learn more. So after reminding myself of all of those four things... I checked in with myself to make sure that like everything I wanted to share was coming from the right place, coming from a good spot. And then I decided, you know what? I am going to do it. I am going to record and air this bonus episode. So here we are. Without further ado, here we go. 
Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. As always, thank you so much to Emily, my hype girl, for the theme song. Um, Okay, nod your head or raise your hand or blink your eyes or just do something if you decided to take some time off during the holidays, even just a little, even just one day. Uh, Good. I'm so proud of you. Now, raise your hand or tap your toes or whatever you want to do if you worked on every single official holiday day there was in some form or fashion. There's zero judgment here. I've been on both sides of the coin. I've heard from lots of entrepreneurs that they they were fortunate enough to be able to take the week after December 25th off until the new year. I've heard from others that they were not taking any time off and some were actually even putting in longer days because they wanted to take advantage of when their clients weren't around. And still others uh, that got the chance to extend that vacation into the first week of the new year. In years past, I have been guilty of sneaking in a little work pretty much 365 days a year. Not like a full-blown work day on Thanksgiving or anything like that, but I would just reply to a couple emails or, you know, just quote-unquote do this one thing. And this year, as you probably will remember me saying, I decided to take two full weeks off from December 17th to January 1st. I kind of wanted to challenge myself. And I also wanted to give myself some ample time to rest, relax, visit with family, reflect on the past year, and set some really solid intentions and plans for the new year. So how did it go? How did taking a vacation go as an entrepreneur? I am so glad you asked. I have a whole little story and I can't wait to hear if you relate at all. And before I get into it, I just want to say I'm extremely grateful for the fact that I had the opportunity to take this much time off. And I also realized that what I'm about to tell you is not nearly as bad as what has happened to many people in their lives during this time. So in sharing my sob story, know that I know I'm extremely uh, privileged and I am coming out alive and well and unscathed and that is a gift in and of itself. So let's get into it. How did taking a vacation go as an entrepreneur? Day one. Okay, no, actually it was day negative one because before I'd even put an out of office responder up, I got a sore throat and and a headache. And I was just kind of brushing it off as like dry air. I'd run around a lot that day. And maybe it was like my normal, oh, I don't feel good, so I can't be social kind of excuse. So I plowed through, I carried on, and I ended up working the last day that I intended to, which was Friday on client stuff. Um, Friday, I started to realize like I might actually quite possibly be getting sick. And I'm not really like accustomed to sick. I'm not like a person who very much gets sick. And I've also learned that like, I don't even know what my body is doing half the time. If people are like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I have no idea. So I just kind of did what I always do and ignored it as much as possible, like positive thinking and willing myself to be well and peppy and I'll feel great tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday, the sore throat was like undeniable. And Sunday morning, I was out buying all of the cough drops and all of the zinc and all of the vitamin C and B12 at CVS. And it was that day, Sunday, that I was supposed to be going. I had planned 
to be going to my sister and brother-in-laws in New Jersey to hang out with them and my niece and nephew before Christmas because the way that this year ended up. Uh, My husband, Jason, we had a split Christmas with one of us going to see his family in New Jersey and one of us going to see my family in Maine. So I wanted to make sure I got to see everybody before I headed up to Maine. But obviously, Auntie Emily doesn't want to share the wealth when it comes to sore throats and congestion and like a budding cough. So I told them I needed to rest and get well and I would come next week instead after my trip to Maine when I was feeling better. With lots of hope, I settled into like quote unquote rest, but I also decided, you know what, I'm just going to do a couple little tasks, like a couple little work tasks, plan some content, create some things. It'll be great. No, I could not. My brain was not working. Oh, uh, all this to say, or sorry, caveat here, my little vacation, it was just like I didn't want to be working on client work. So it was really just a focus on working on my own business and working on some of those projects that I keep putting off on my list. So um, I sat down to do this and I could not, like my brain was just not working. My business was the last thing I wanted to see and work on. I felt zero. I was like, why did I start this in the first place? I felt so unpassionate and unmotivated. I was like, this is not the right headspace to be doing this from. So I spent a lot of my sickness, like Here's how I here's how I do sickness. I overexert myself and I do all the things people tell me not to do. And then I spend the entire next day on the couch like watching Emily in Paris because I can't get up from the couch because I was stupid the day before. And basically the entire experience of sickness consisted of that. Like do stupid things and then spend the next day paying for doing said stupid things. Um, After a really fun week of being ill, which also, I'm not going to lie to you, I went to some pretty dark places and I had like a, uh, it was a mini dark night of the soul, but uh, it was still a dark night of the soul. So after I'm starting to like kind of start to feel better, we got some wacky storms up here in New Hampshire, wind and rain, and our power went out as predicted on Christmas Eve Eve. And so when we woke up on Saturday, which was Christmas Eve, our power was still out. But I was like, I'm feeling a little better. So I decided to go to Maine to see my family with my dog as planned. And my poor husband, Jason, had to sit in the house worried about whether or not it was going to come back on at all so that he could go to his family Christmas in New Jersey. I felt terrible that he might not be able to go and I felt really guilty about leaving and also going someplace where there was a warm shower but he reassured me that it was okay and I went and we do have a generator but it's not like the fancy kind it's the old not so trusty kind so if it decided to stop working our basement would be flooded in minutes and that's why he needed to stay and like babysit the power outage so he couldn't come with me anyway power did end up getting restored in the afternoon of Christmas Eve which I know I am so grateful for because I know that we were amongst the lucky ones and people still did not have it days and days after so we were lucky Uh, Jason got to go on Christmas morning 
I had a lovely time in Maine. I spent time with my cousin, his girlfriend, my brother, his wife, my niece, my parents on Christmas Eve. We played lots of games. We laughed a lot. I coughed a lot because I was still like coughing every time I laughed, albeit I was not contagious at that point, but it was still not very attractive. Um, So Christmas Eve, I started to feel this pain on my right side. And at first I was like, ooh la la, this is my ab muscles. Like I am going to be ripped because of all this coughing. Yay me. Hello six pack. Um, But I didn't sleep great that night. And by midnight, I realized the pain was like pretty intense. It was not just ab pain. It was definitely something else. So I woke up Christmas Day and I could almost not put my hands above my head to wash my hair in the shower. And like no six pack is worth that kind of pain, trust me. So anyway, as per usual, I started to just try to like ignore it, but soon it became pretty apparent to me that I thought, I had a suspicion that I had dislocated a rib, probably from so much coughing. So my cousin's girlfriend is a nurse and she took like a little look-see and touched it and made me do some things and she confirmed what I thought and then she told me that the only way really for it to get better is rest and time which I actually knew because weirdly my husband dislocated a rib this past summer rest and time probably Emily's least favorite words in the English dictionary Um, but I did decide to I was going to go home a day early after Christmas dinner so that I could sleep in my own bed, get some real rest. My bed's a little bit softer. And as I was preparing to go, 10 minutes before I was getting in the car, Clyde, who had been a total and utter dreamboat until that moment, hit his breaking point and snarled at my niece, who started screaming. (laughs) And She would not hug me goodbye. She was just screaming and screaming and screaming. And I'm pretty sure her parents were not too pleased about it. And that, my friend, is how we left Maine. Driving home in the dark, me and Clyde on Christmas night, I was like, it was so painful. I had to sit up really straight to like not make it hurt. And I couldn't like turn to the left or to the right. The next day, I get up to inform my sister-in-law about my rib and let them know that I wasn't going to come all the way to New Jersey in this condition, at which point my niece and nephew were not too pleased with me. And so now, as you can see, Auntie Emily is like, strike three, you're out. At that point, eh, probably not quite at that point yet, but soon after, I started to find it all like just funny and laughable because like, what a vacation this has been. What a vacation this has been. (laughs) Um, So finally, come Tuesday, December 27th, I was left with a mostly free week ahead of me work-wise. My head was, it was like blue skies again. I was finally starting to think clearly and see clearly and be creative and re-engage with the world again. And I was still homebound (laughs) yet again. So I did a few light chores on Tuesday, and that pretty much took all of Tuesday. And then I was down to just three days to do all the things, and I started to feel all this pressure and overwhelm. I had like all these grandiose plans to fill the entire two weeks, things I was going to read and write and create. And my brain was just like going bonkers. It was like, remember all those things you were going to do? Now you only have three days to do them, and our brain is working again. We want to do them all. So 
that's my story. That's my little like holiday vacation story. And there was definitely a lesson to be learned in all of this, perhaps many lessons. Um, I've come up with three so far. And because I finally hit the point of like being able to laugh about it all and see it as maybe a fun story that you might somehow relate to, I decided I was going to share it. And I will be completely honest, like it was very raw and emotional going through it and intense. And I was not laughing. And when I say a little emotional, I mean a lot emotional. Um, But I was able to sit with the feelings and move through most of them. And so I had these three little lessons. And I'm sure more lessons will probably keep making themselves clear for me. And there, you know, there's some personal things that I'm I'm not going to share, but um, I wanted to share what I have for now. So lesson number one is rest before you hit your breaking point. My wise friend, Lisa Zerotny, I, I, I told her the story about the dog, Clyde, and she gave me really good insight. You see, I asked a lot of Clyde over the holidays. He is used to a calm, smooth, predictable life, which is very mellow with just Jason and I. We don't have kids. He's not used to kids. I brought him into an entirely new situation with dogs and kids and commotion and travel involved, and we went from place to place and slept in someplace foreign to him and... I really was being conscientious and reading his cues and being aware of his needs and still it was too much. He eventually hit his breaking point and he snapped. And I was, Lisa pointed out, like how often do we do that to ourselves rather than rest and remove ourselves from the situation before it's too late? We so often just like keep on pushing through until we break or collapse. And I really, I think that this also applies to kind of like getting sick too in a way. I've read a lot of articles because I was curious about it. Um, Do people get sick as soon as they like take a break and go on vacation from work? Because some friends of mine were saying that this happens to them every single time they take a vacation. So I read a bunch of articles that shared how it's common actually for employees and entrepreneurs to get sick the moment they leave the office because the stress, the adrenaline, that day-to-day, it just keeps their bodies going and going and going and going at high speed. And when they finally get the time to relax, relax, the inertia stops and the body can react with lowered immunity at first. So not to mention like on vacation, we're so often like going more places and traveling and there are around more people. So it's just kind of like a recipe for for ruin. Um, so once again, it's a really good reminder to rest before you hit your breaking point, like schedule in rest, include more of it as your new normal so that when you do finally take a break, when you finally take a rest, your body's not like, what the heck is happening here? And then leading to you getting sick or, or otherwise. Um, lesson number two, the holidays are not always rosy and positive for people. Sometimes it's because a series of unfortunate events and expectations that lead to disappointing outcomes, like the ones I shared. Sometimes it's because of grief and memories and pain. And sometimes it's because people head into a family situation every year that's downright toxic or draining or unhealthy. So my encouragement to you is no matter what the holiday is, be mindful of that. Or you know what? No matter what the day is, be mindful of that when someone just needs a listening ear or a shoulder to cry on during a time that might seem like it's supposed to be made of glitter and reindeer sparkles. Just allow people the grace to know that they might be going through something. Uh, Lesson number three, 
Thanks to a reminder from Jamie Chapman, I think that I've I've come to decide that holidays are an arbitrary date on the calendar. And in thinking back on like my best and most positive memories of 2022, they were not holidays. And actually only one of my very favorite memories was a quote unquote special occasion. So like, I don't know if that's the case for you, but I'm going to be keeping this in mind because I can so often put so much weight on holidays and special dates. But the reality is we can make memories and moments any day, anytime. We can reschedule and the moment can be even better when we actually do show up. We can commit to creating connection all year long. And one more thing on this, I don't really ever want to be the person that shows up as her not best self to stuff, to stuff. It's no fun if I'm not feeling well or I'm in pain or I'm just trying to plaster on a smile. If I'm not feeling well from now on, I'm just going to fess up and be like, I can't go and say so because it's super distracting when you're trying to be present and hold it all together when inside your body's like, I need a nap or a Tylenol. So that's all I really have for you. Um, I always try to look at these life lessons as gifts and opportunities for growth a chance to let go of something that's not working for me. In fact, on a day I needed it most, I heard a Mel Robbins podcast called Three Lessons from One of the Hardest Years of My Life while I was sitting on the couch with my journal, and it really hit me. I'm actually going to include the link for that in the show notes. It really, really hit me. It was about looking at where there's friction in our lives and looking at what isn't working in your life to unpack a little bit about what life is trying to teach you through it. And there was so much friction around all of this, all of these experiences for me that I felt moved to make a little list of my own of all the pieces I want to examine and discover where the lessons are. And I'm just kind of sitting with that and all my feelings and I'm not sure what I'm going to do about it yet, but here we are. Okay. So all of this to say that if your days off and your vacation plans did not go as planned, if you found yourself working more days than not, don't beat yourself up about it. We are works in progress. We will get there. We will try again next vacation. And who knows, maybe this is the year that you didn't even plan a break for yourself because you had to keep going. You had to keep working and providing for your family. But next year, maybe you'll get to try taking a few days. This is another area where I actually As I shared last week, um, I'm trying to play things by ear a little bit more. And this is where I might be even more inclined to play things by ear. Like if I'm feeling really good on a random summer day, I might just stick that out of office up and say gone swimming and take the afternoon off. And I do plan to surprise my niece and nephew by showing up to see them at a time that's not Christmas when we all feel our best. So the the reminder here is just that we get to design our businesses and our lives and make our rules and make our lives the priority, not live our lives making our business the priority. I'm a person, trust me, I love my work with my heart and soul. I love working. I very much enjoy it, but I love the people in my life who matter most to me and experiencing joy and life outside of work even more. So, okay, on that note, 
Happy New Year. I hope you're doing something relaxing, picking up all the Legos all over your floor, taking down the decorations, getting back on track, whatever feels good and right to you. And thank you, as always, and especially now for listening. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.